Thank you for being with us today. We would love to have you join us in person. To partner with us or to give online, go to www.upperroomohio.com. We hope you enjoy this message. I just want to talk about what happens when things don't go your way or what happens when things don't end up the way that you thought they would, should, or were going to. And, um, and so this kind of all just, I, I had this thought, these things that kind of triggered in my mind when we went on our vacation. And, you know, he kind of showed you the picture of Disney uh, a couple weeks ago. And, and then we go on the negativity fast, and I'm like, this like, this is a really good topic to talk about. Because when things don't go our way, we tend, well, at least maybe I do, tend to start going in this negative downhill spiral. And then I just start thinking, oh, this doesn't happen. And now what the, what, and you know, it's just, down you go. And so it's just really no good. So when we were in Florida, um, here we go. Perfect. Thank you. So we were in Florida, right? And so we were so excited. We had this vacation planned for, I don't know, maybe almost a year, not quite, but a long time. And several years ago, I know Aaron shared this, but I'm going to say it again. We, we, had took the, we took the kids and we stayed um, in <laughs> a city called Ruskin. And whenever we tell people we'd stayed in Ruskin, they're like, why would you stay in Ruskin? And I said, I wondered the same thing because the beach was not that great where we stayed at, but it was a beautiful resort. But that time when we were there, we kind of were like, okay, we need to find a nice place to, to go. And so we, we stumbled upon this little island called Anna Maria Island. And so we took a trip, we took a day trip, and we traveled, I don't know, we were probably an hour away that day. And we drove, has anybody been there? Anyone been there? Oh my gosh, it's the cutest little place. And so we drove, and we landed at this cute little island, and, and so it's, like, I don't know how to say it. It's not, like, touristy where it has, like, the big high-rise, you know, places that you stay at and stuff. And everybody on this little island, um, they drive around on golf carts. And, like, everybody's like, hey, you know. And it's just this cute little community. And it's mainly homes that you can Airbnb and stuff like that. So then we go to their public beach, which is, like, I don't know. It's, like, if you don't want to go to the Caribbean, you just go to this little beach. And it's just, like, completely white sand. The water was so clear, and we were just literally, we were in heaven that day, and so we told each other, we said, we are going to bring the kids back here, and we're going to stay in the house, and we're going to do the thing, we're going to drive the golf cart, and all these good, these things, and so finally, two years, I think, later comes along, and we do it, and we, we get the house, and it's like, we got this great house with a pool, and we were just, we were so excited, so looking forward to it, and um, so... This is a picture of our first day that we were there. So, you know, we had went to Disney the day before, woke up the next morning, drove, um, drove to the house. We always do our grocery stop, like, before we get to the hotel or our house or whatever so that we have all of our food and we don't have to go back out and all that stuff. So we went to the grocery store and spent, like, you know, $500 in groceries for one week because we needed all the things. And so we get, all, get everything there. We get unloaded. We get unpacked. We were doing so good. We had we cooked I think we grilled that night we had a great time at dinner the kids I think jumped in the pool and then we're like come on you know how Aaron is about sunset so we had to make sure that we'd get to see the sunset because if not 
it'd be like a bad start to the week because when he misses the sunset, the world is over. And so, <clears throat> so we get everything together. We have dinner. We, it was just like things were so awesome. And so we get over to the beach, and, and as you can see, it was kind of starting to, like, it was close to sunset time. And we're walking towards the water, and see, the kids, they don't remember. They don't remember the, and they don't, they don't know the possibilities of what that water could look like which was kind of working to our advantage, but he and I knew, and so we start walking, and it's like, I thought to myself, I didn't say anything, like, that water just doesn't look as clear as I remembered, and I thought, you know what, I just am going to, I think it's just because it's not like, the sun's not like right above us, you know, it's later in the evening, I thought, well, maybe it's just the way the sun's hitting the water and stuff, and I was just like, dee, 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 going along the way, and so then we get in the water, and look at this, we had this great time, we were able to get out in the water, we had a beautiful sunset, we had pictures in the water, everything was so fun, and I, I literally remember like coughing a couple times, I'm like, <coughs> you know, like, there's just like weird itch in my throat, I didn't think anything of it, because I'm completely oblivious and ignorant to anything that really goes on in the world, except for where I live, just because I don't ever read the news, watch it, anything, and so we go to bed, we get back, uh, kids are in bed, or in, we're going to bed and all that stuff. And, of course, I'm checking Facebook. And so Aaron had posted a picture of himself at the beach when we were at the beach last year. And someone had commented on it, and he, they thought it was where we currently were. And they commented it, and they said, and in the thing it said, oh, I hope, the comment said, oh, I hope that you're not getting affected by the red tide. And we kind of giggled, and I and we're like, "What does that mean?" You know? And we're like, "Oh, I think maybe she meant to put the riptide." And I we didn't know. We were just like, "Oh." And so then we kind of started like thinking about it. We're like, "Maybe we should look into this." So we start googling red tide, and then all of a sudden we find out the red tide is coming to Anna Maria Island. And if you don't know what that is, it's basically this whole thing that's taken over that whole coastal area, and it's just killing fish and you can't breathe it messes with your respiratory I mean it's just a hot mess and this isn't just something that happens for like a day this no is still going on and so all of a sudden we start reading about it and like the reality of what's about to happen is like starting to settle in our minds we're like oh my gosh well number one we're not going to see the clear water that's why the water wasn't clear that's why I was coughing OMG and so in that moment it's like he and I both, like, we struggle when it comes to, we get our hopes up, we look forward to things, we, like, we know all the places we're going, and eh, you know, and we get there, and so excited, and then it's just like, it, like, you feel like you get punched in the gut, because it just completely obliter obliterates everything you were hoping for, and so we're like, well, and so we start checking, like, and seeing, is, has it hit Anna Maria Island yet, and all this stuff, and I'm still kind of hopeful, I'm like, no, you know what? I think it's going to be fine. And then the next day, here we go. So the next day, we're on the beach, and, and the water's still not clear. It's not brown yet, but we're just, like, swimming along and stuff like this. And we start to hear the people around us start, we hear things like red tide, and we're like, oh, this is really happening. And I promise you that we were in the water, and he starts saying, he starts <laughs> He starts looking kind of out, and he's like, I think it's coming. And it was just felt like this really weird, creepy situation. And all of a sudden, like, from the distance, I, I kid you not, like, we literally saw, like, a dividing line where it was starting to get, like, dark brown. And then, literally within, like, minutes, we see the first dead fish. 
we're like, like, I'm out. And so then we all get out of the water. And it's like, are you kidding me? Because we could just walk a block to the beach. I mean, it was just. And so we have our favorite restaurant that we had visited that day a couple years back when we went. We said, we have to eat there tonight because this is the best place for family pictures. And you have the best scenery and you have the best everything. And we got to get there before the dead fish get there. And so we ate there that night. But this is what was already along the water. And so we just had this choice. Are we going to allow this to ruin the rest of our vacation? The thing that we had looked forward to for nearly a year. Are we going to just let it um, completely take over our mind? Because, you know, like for him and I, we just, like we're constantly processing like and thinking ahead and like, okay, what are we going to do tomorrow? Okay, well, now we can't go to this beach, so now we have to find another beach. Maybe if we go more north, it hasn't hit there yet, and we can enjoy another day swimming. And so it it was just like we had to make this choice. Are we going to dwell in this n- place of negativity and we're completely let down and we're really disappointed and we've spent a lot of money for this beach and now it's not what we thought it was going to be? You know, are, are we going to dwell there or are we going to like push through and make the best of it or make even better memories or turn around in years from now and be able to laugh about it. Literally, red tide has been like our hashtag in our house all the time. Somebody will sneeze, we're like, red tide. You know, it's just, we've just decided that we're going to, we, we made a decision that we would not let it ruin our time and ruin our trip. And, and it did not end, like, that was not what we anticipated, but we just made this choice that, okay, we're going we're gonna to count it joy, and we're going to endure this, and we're going to have fun in the process. And so I think that that's like something that all of us um, need to figure out how to how to journey through. And my story for Red Tide may be um, parallel to something that's even bigger in your life. Like, so for example, with Midge, you know, what, how do you handle it? What do you do when things don't end the way you think they should? You know, we thought that she should live and not die. We thought that she should be raised back to life when she did pass away. Like, and then what? After it didn't end the way we we thought it should, then what do you do? You know, and we could have chosen to walk out like God is not good. He is not real. He does not love us. He does not heal. We could have walked down that path. Or we could have just said, you know, we're pushing through this and we're counting it joy as we trial through this thing. And so I just, I know that the red tide story is kind of funny and it's maybe on a lower level, but I think all of us have these situations when things don't end out or end up the way that we thought they would or should. And so I just want to kind of press into that a little bit. So James 1, 2, and 3, it says, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. And so this is the verse that kind of popped into my mind, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to dissect this verse, and this is just kind of where we're going to sit today is on this verse, because there's so many things in there. And, and I'm going to get to this, but as I was reading that verse, I was processing this with Aaron yesterday. I'm like, why, why do we need to have perseverance? Because to me, when I read that, it's like the whole goal of all that stuff is to produce perseverance. And I'm thinking, oh, like why? Why is that so important? Like I know it's important for us to persevere and things like that, but why? And so I just want to dissect this verse piece by piece 
and then get to the end, you know, this is why we should persevere. So, okay, first part, consider it pure joy. To me, this is a challenge because I am not, and I know there's a difference between joy and happiness, but sometimes for me, joy, well, it, it's a choice. I have to choose joy. You know the, the King Country song? Have you heard the new one? It's so good. I choose joy. It's so good. And it so speaks to my heart because that's the thing. In those moments when we realize a dead fish is floating up and our vacation is completely changed from what we thought it was going to be, I have to choose joy because here's the thing. It not only affects me, it affects those around me. My kids would have been affected by it because we would have been grouchy. We would have been yelling at them. I would have been frustrated. I, and I'm not saying I did not struggle with those things the first day or two, but I'm just saying like it, it's so important to choose joy and to push through it. So consider it pure joy. So we consider it a delight. What does that even mean? Like when things don't go our way, when we're in a trial and we're like, I am so delighted I'm going through this trial right now. This is bringing me great pleasure. <laughs> okay, it's really not something we say, but honestly, it's what the word says is to consider it those things. Consider it great pleasure when you face trials. Okay, go to the next one. When you face trials. Okay. You will face trials. Period. You will. Things will not always go perfectly how we want. And in Proverbs 16:9, I wanted to I I wanted to read that. It says, in their hearts, humans plan their course, but the Lord establishes their steps. And so this is kind of like um, a convicting verse for me because I always want to make sure that the, the plans in my heart are, al- are there and are aligned and designed by him. How much easier it is when our heart plans and things like that align with his. And so we have to come into this realization that we will face trials. Things will not always go the way we think they should. And even in, I think, even in our most perfectly aligned heart, in our aligned state that we could be in, there will still be trials. There will still be things because other people's choices can affect us as well. It's not just how we, our choices, but it's other people's choices can have effects on us as well. Um, so yeah, so in their hearts, the humans plan their course, but the Lord establishes their steps, but we do have the Holy Spirit that in those times brings us the comfort, brings us the peace, brings us the guidance through and for on our, during our steps. Okay. Testing of faith, the testing of faith. So if we go back to that verse, it says, consider it pure joy when you face trials for your your, what is, oh yeah, the testing of your faith. Okay, so for this, <laughs> our faith is tested during our trials. We, again, it goes back to our choices. What do we choose to believe? Where does our faith land? Um, he and I were kind of talking about, like, processing this yesterday. I needed help because I was feeling very, like, I do not know what to talk about as far as all of the details of this thing. And we were just kind of processing like a lot of times what we see and what we've experienced is that when people face trials, instead of allowing it to test their faith and and instead of pushing through and persevering and and 
enduring and, and going through the next thing, there's just this, this lack. It's just like, all right, I give up. I'm going to turn. Actually, I'm just going to not do that. I'm going to go over here now. Instead of, of allowing your faith to be tested and allowing yourself to, like, push through. When Midge was going through um, her cancer diagnosis and when she was going through all of her treatments and everything, and I don't know, maybe it was right around the time that she found out that she had cancer, immediately I remember her saying something about, if I'm going through this, I'm going to go through it with joy. I'm going to, like, she had made an instant decision. I'm going to push through this. I'm not going to, like, I'm not going to just be like, okay, well, here this comes. You know, I'm not just going to back down. No, I'm actually going to push through it. I'm not going to turn away and hide in a room and shut myself in a room. You know, none of these things. I'm not going to just give up. You know, that's the tendency sometimes when we face these types of things, we just give up. You know, she decided, she made a choice. She said, I'm going to do this well. I'm going to do this with joy, and I'm going to do this walking in faith. And when we, after she passed away, and we, like, read through lots of her notes, and I have some of her old, like, little notes that she would write and things like that, is, like, I, she's, like, I am honored. Like, she literally wrote things and said things, like, I am so honored to, to be able to walk this out. Not that she was glad that she had cancer, that she had to go through a lot of the pain and things that she did, but she literally, she considered it joy to go through the trial, and man, that really ministered to my heart. I remember at those times, I was like, I don't understand. I don't understand what she's saying. Like, I, I couldn't, like, wrap my mind around, like, how do you consider it an honor to be able to go through these things, but this is it. It's considering it pure joy to face and go through these trials because she knew her faith was, it was an opportunity for her, the testing of her faith, and it led to perseverance. Um, okay, so a Bible story. Let's pull in a Bible story. Daniel three fifteen through 18, the story of the fiery furnace um, with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So it says in verse 15, it says, if you are ready to fall down and worship the image I made, very good. But if you do not worship it, you will be thrown immediately into a blazing furnace. Then what God will be able to rescue you, rescue you from my hand? And so this is what he's telling these guys because they were refusing to bow down to the, the idol. And then it says, uh, and then, and then they were, the guys respond in verse 18 and they said, but even if, no, I'm sorry. Go back to 17. If we were thrown into the blazing furnace, the God we serve is able to save us from it, and he will rescue us from your hand, O king. In 18, but even if he does not, we want you to know, O king, that we will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold you have set up. They knew they were getting ready to face a trial, but they were steadfast. Their faith was being tested. They did not back up. They did not back down. They did not give up. They did not just say, ah, God, I'll do that. You know, this is, this is this opportunity that we get to push through. They refused to back down. They were willing to push through. And then go down to 23, and it says, and these three men, oh, sorry, no, 24. Then King Nebuchadnezzar leaped to his feet in amazement. And asked his ad advisors, weren't there three men that we tied up and threw the into the fire? And they said, certainly, O king. He said, look, I see four men walking around in the fire, unbound and unharmed. And the fourth looks like a son of the gods. So after they get thrown in there, here we go. They're fine. As a matter of fact, God sends an angel to help them. Right? So 
testing of their faith led to continued perseverance. Okay, so our faith was tested. We were tested with, okay, what are we going to do now in response to this? So I think the next one, yes. Okay, so now we made this, guys, it's just when you get desperate for being in the ocean, you'll do weird things. So after the first couple days, we were all like, ew, no, we're not going to go in the water. Like, we loved the ocean, and we realized, you know what, we could actually go there. And they were keeping the beach really clean, and we could breathe. We'd take the test. We'd walk out. Like, here's what would happen. We'd drive around the island on the golf cart. We'd find a beach access point. I'd get off. I'd run down the beach access, and sometimes it was really, really far. And we'd run to the beach, and as I got closer, I would test it. I would say, can I breathe? Am I starting to cough? Am I starting to sneeze? (laughs) And then I'd look around and say, is there anybody else that's crazy in the water? And if they were, I'd run back to the golf cart and say, guys, let's go in this spot. And so we did. And so here you see this picture. And this is what we did. You know what we said? Please do not go underwater. And, and do not get it in your face or mouth. But we let the girls walk around into it, about to their waist and things. But look at this. You see the, like, what is that, a backhoe thingy, that big truck? That's literally them playing in the water. And these trucks throughout the day would go along and they'd take these big scoops and they'd just scoop up all the dead fish and then they'd take them to a little spot in the island that if you went to you would gag and die basically because of how smelly it was but it made us feel like we were in clean areas right but this is the thing we said you know what we're gonna push through we're not gonna we're, we're gonna be wise we're not gonna make ourselves sick but we're gonna still have fun in the process okay go to the next picture this is Olivia who's so crazy that she would take the risk to pick this dead. This is not a live fish. They are out in the water, and Chloe and I had walked down the beach, and him, Aaron, and the girls were in the water, and they found these, there was a lot of these dead, I don't even know what they're called, sea snake things. And so they're just, like, having a blast picking this up and playing with this. And so Chloe and I come back, and they're, like, all sitting in the little, under the umbrella and stuff, and we didn't think anything of it, and we come back, and, she, and Olivia all of a sudden starts, <gasps> all of a sudden just starts running towards Chloe with this thing. She's like, <laughs> and Chloe starts <laughs> freaking out. I'm not kidding you. Screaming and crying. And then I was yelling because I said, stop it. That's so mean. Like, and then they all, like, it turned into the worst little fight right there because I was yelling at them. And then he got mad because I was mad. And then he's mad at everybody. And then we just all started packing everything up and going back to the, the house. But... All that to say, considering it joy and being willing to push through and being willing to say, you know what, these are memories that we're never going to forget. And what is God teaching me? What is God teaching them in this process? What does it look like if when that happened and we found out that the whole red tide thing was coming and basically, you know, or keeping us from being able to be in the water, what does it look like if we would have just if he and I would have just responded in such a negative way and said, oh, this is awful, we can't believe it, you know, complain and griped, or what if we would have just packed up and went home? I mean, what, what are we teaching, and what, what is that demonstrating to them, like, oh, we're just going to give up, we're not going to push through this thing, you know, we're not going to make the best of it. So there's so many pieces to that that are so important. Okay. Why do we need perseverance? Okay, so you can go to develops. I think the next one's talking about perseverance. Um, in James, let's see, James 4, it's talking about 
James verse 4, it says, Perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete and lack nothing. So here's the thing. Without capturing this piece of perseverance, it, it says that we're not complete. We're, we're not made mature. Perseverance is such a piece of character. It builds us. It, it, it grows our maturity. It makes us complete and, and allows us to lack nothing. And so I thought, man, that is so interesting to me. It is, I just think that, like, as we see generations coming up and things, like, that is one of those missing pieces, that perseverance piece. And, and so what does that look like as, peop- as these young kids and young people are growing up without this ability to persevere? Well, now we're having people that come up that are lacking in maturity, uh, not, not complete, not whole. And so it's so important for us to just remember what, what can we do is when we consider it joy, the trials, and persevere. Okay. Romans 5.3. This is just the, this is the tie it up verse. Rejoice in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance. And perseverance, character, and character, hope. And hope does not disappoint us because God has poured out his love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit, whom he's given us. And before service, we were, when we were praying in the room, Lisa was just mentioning about like, what does that look like if we don't have that hope? Can you imagine? Like, I cannot even imagine going through trials, doing life, doing these things without hope. And so all of these things work together in letting us know that our hope does not disappoint us because God has poured out his love. And perseverance is part of what builds all that together. So here, last picture. This is just a pretty picture, and I just want to show you that we persevered, and we are full of hope that we will return. We will get our redemption, and we will have our clear waters, but we decided that we would make the very best of something that didn't end or didn't come along as what we thought it would be, and I, and I just felt like as I was praying through this topic and this, this whole thing um, that I think that sometimes you know, we need to have it out with the Lord. I think that there are times that things have happened in our lives and, and things did not end the way that we wanted them to or that we, we felt like they were, that we were promised they would. And there is so, there's this, this piece of disappointment in us and just this opportunity to have it out with God, so to speak. And just to really be completely honest and transparent and saying things like, why even why, why did this happen? Why didn't this go this way? We're allowed to ask that. And so I want us to play a little bit of music and some, give us a little time here, just maybe, just maybe four or five minutes. And just, I, I want to invite you to just really, I think it's important for us to not just hear the message of consider it joy, because I think that there have been times when we have had these letdowns happen and things not go the way we want and things life hasn't turned out the way we thought it should and we just have this bitterness or this hurt or this anger or even just this disappointment and so I want to play here a little bit and I'm going to just invite you um, just to really share your heart with God it is so important I told the girls yesterday we were talking about I think it was to Chloe I can't remember for sure but I said 
when you're, if you're feeling this way, you need to, like, I feel like you need to just tell Jesus. And, and sometimes we walk around thinking, you know what, he knows already, but there is something very powerful and very vulnerable that happens when we begin to share how we feel and tell him how we feel. And do you know that we're allowed to tell him, I'm mad at you. I am so mad that that, that didn't end up that way and that it ended up this way. And I spent a couple days after Midge passed away, just for, first of all, I couldn't even talk to God. I was so mad. But then it turned into this thing of like, I don't understand. I don't get it. This is how I feel. I'm hurt. I'm disappointed. It is so important for us to be completely open and honest with him. It just draws us near to him. And it also frees us. We cannot just assume, well, God already knows how I feel. God already knows what I'm thinking. No, there's something that goes deeper when we actually express those things and get it out. And so I just think the song said today was just on point with my message. When we feel like we're surrounded, we're surrounded by him. He is our great defender. All these things. And so there's this block that happens, though, when we don't clearly let him know how we feel. It is so important for us to be honest with ourselves and with him. And so I just think that today there could be, there is this opportunity for breakthrough that would catapult you to the next level, to the next place that God has for you, that would catapult you to this hope, deeper hope, all of these different things. If we open our hearts and just share, it could have been something that was 50 years ago that happened, or it could have been something that happened yesterday, but I just want them to play and just, I want to invite you just to have a little bit of time with him and just share your heart with whatever that looks like.
corporately moving forward? What does it look like when we face trials? I'm just going to declare that we will, per, we will persevere, that we will consider it joy no matter what. So God, we just, we, we know and understand that we will face trials, God, but we just declare, we say that today begins a journey where we will consider it pure joy, God, that we will push through, we will stay the course, God, we will build character and our hope will increase, our faith will be tested, but it will increase to a newer level. God, we just thank you that we will persevere. We thank you that, that because of this choice, God, that, our, that we can walk with you in the path that you have for us, God. We, we stay focused on what you have for us. God, we thank you that you are our great defender. Thank you for picking up the pieces of us and helping us to get back on the track, Lord. Thank you, God. We just ask for more of your Holy Spirit just as we, we persevere and, and we go, Lord, that you would just comfort and guide and just increase the joy, God. Let us, let us be joy-filled in all things. Let us consider all things a pure joy. In the name of Jesus, we just love you so much, Lord. We just, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you, and we bless you. In Jesus' amazing name, amen and amen. Amen. Woo! I want, they're just going to keep playing if you just want to sit in here and soak in it, but otherwise, have an amazing week. Consider it pure joy trials that are big and small, you will persevere. <laughs>